bare minimum of two days of adulting. That's it. You let me <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Talking about my favorite thing. I have three, count them, three, my three, Instagrams. I feel like sometime in the near future, you're going to be building a gym in your garage. I, I feel <laughs> like that's coming. I think I might be able to get a nursing degree just because there's always a Zoom study group going on in the background. <laughs> Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Xavier Johnson. You're listening to a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Welcome back to the best of Quarantine Conversations. In this episode, I'm going to look at some of my best episodes as far as last year is concerned. You know, the year of 2020, the year we played Jumanji. You know, you got coronavirus and everything that was going on politically as well as um, just going on naturally. You know, we dealt with murder hornets and disrespectful people racial injustice and things like that 2020 definitely showed up came in the room showed up showed out and never again will we invite 2020 to the party ever again but in this episode i'm going to look at some of my best episodes with some of my good people that i know and some people and some really good interviews some really really good interviews and just seeing what people were doing the purpose of quarantine conversations was to uh look at what people were doing during quarantine just to have fun basically with me talking to some of my family some of my friends um some of my mentors at, from high school and just seeing what they were doing so without further ado let's get into the best of quarantine conversations this first clip is from one of my favorite episodes where I asked about school about you know of course I graduated this year and decided I wanted to go back to school shocker because I once I said I said once I graduated college I was not going back but you know in the middle of a pandemic so I was like can't find a job might as well go back and learn about what I love so that's what I'm doing now and Ben Byram studio producer Ben Byram is a freshman at East Carolina University so I asked him during his interview what was it like during his first year as a freshman with everything going on you are a freshman at East Carolina University I am Um, I am so Outside of everything that's going on right now, how's your first year going? Uh, it's been, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, it's been pretty terrible. Um, it was ex- it was everything, it was the exact opposite of what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be like the people there were going to be really chill. And so far what I've encountered is like these very stuck up people that I hated in high school. Like uh, I call them cookout boys. Uh, these, little, <laughs> these little white boys with the little jacked up trucks and everything. I, I have no idea how they got to college. It must have been daddy's money. But hey, I mean, I guess I can't judge books by by their cover because you know, with the whole way ECU set up right now, they've made it to where they limit interaction with people and kind of developing relationships with people as much as possible. So I've very rarely been able to make friends with anybody, especially with this online classes type thing. And even when mm-hmm. I did, I, I took any any opportunity I could to meet people. Like one class I had did a group assignment when we were still in person. And I met I met this one dude and we talked about video games for a little bit while we could. And he seemed like the nice guy. And we'd always talk when we came to class. And now that's pretty much over. 
because of this stupid ass online stuff. Sorry if your <laughs> podcast is PG. I'm, I'm going to tone it down here. But yeah, <laughs> online just kind of screwed everything up. I go there and I don't know anybody. And uh, it's, it gets even worse when I'm online. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, I, it's 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 been everything. It's everything I thought it was going to be has been the exact opposite so far. But that's more so has to do with with COVID. And if you're a regular listener here on the podcast, then I mean, you already know that we do a lot of talking about school because the majority of the people I know are either in school or fresh out of school or planning to go to school. And I mean, COVID kind of just messed that up. COVID just not messed it up in the sense of oh, I can't go now, mess it up in the sense of changing the way we basically do school in general. So if you want to know a little bit about how they are doing school right now, you might want to go back and listen to the episode with Renisha Gonzalez. She is currently just graduated from North Carolina Central University and she got her master's. So here's how she handled doing her master's in the middle of a pandemic. I just been doing my work online. That's really what I've been spending my quarantine time doing, mm-hmm. focusing on the schoolwork, on the assignments that they've posted through Blackboard, um, and just trying to stay on top of that. I kept my 4.0 average, though. Oh, c- congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So um, when the fall starts, I think on the 24th or something like that is our first day. Well, that is actually my last semester. Mm-hmm. So. We got a graduate. Yes, we do. (laughs) I think the last classes are supposed to end somewhere right before Thanksgiving. And then graduation is set for December 5th. The next clip is from another friend of mine that is getting ready to graduate. I think she graduated this year. This is her last semester. And she's also at East Carolina University where she's just making it through. She's making it through as far as she's also a medical student. She just tries her best and here's her take as far as what she's learning and how it's affect her to move classes online especially in the medical field here's aubrey metlin so for me um a lot of my classes actually started off online um because i'm guessing a lot of the professors wanted to go ahead and move online so just in case something happened they didn't have to like adjust their like lesson plans or whatever Mm -hmm. um so all of the classes for my first half of the semester were actually online um and so far it's been a little difficult because it's hard to go from like three years of like always doing in-person mm-hmm. classes and always being able to go and like ask a professor for help and um, go into the library when I wanted and I could like sit in the student center and do work. But now it's difficult to find even like motivation to do work because I'm always in the house. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always in the house and like I'm always just doing work. I can't like change my environment really because I don't really want to be in public <laughs> with everybody with everything going on. So um it's also been difficult because I feel like school is like optional at this point. Like it's just so like it's just like another like, oh I can do it. I cannot do it, but it, it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just like going through the motions. Just like I'm not really Honestly, I'm not like learning too much, but I'm just doing it just mm-hmm. to do it at this point. Um, and I and I hate that. Like I loved like going on campus and like being able to sit in class and listen to lectures, but like listening to three hour lectures on Canvas about something isn't the mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, I definitely can understand exactly where Aubrey was coming from when she said that because my last semester, I I honestly just like her felt like school was kind of sort of an option. 
with us being out of school and um doing everything online a lot of assignments got taken out we obviously we couldn't go to campus we couldn't see um the faces of our classmates so it really honestly felt like school was an option i mean i still made all a's but it just like she said it's not the same you can't it's extremely difficult to go from doing three years in person seeing people interact having that interaction aspect of it and then you go and your last semester and it's like bam you guys are going to be online. You're not going to see each other. All you're going to do is discussion board posts, respond to two people, and then you're done. And it's honestly really hard on college students. But, I mean, we're still out here graduating, succeeding, thriving, and doing what we have to do to get through the pandemic. And not only that, but to graduate and earn our degrees and go out to get jobs and things. So, for my homebodies out there that are listening, I didn't leave you out. I didn't. I had two guests. Um... One's my aunt, my aunt Darlene. She's a homebody. She likes staying at home. And, I mean, she just didn't mind the quarantine. Along with Rosalind Pemberton Green, because she's now married. She th- Those two are my homebody. And that's what we talked about on quarantine. Miss um, Pemberton was cooking, and my aunt was staying home. So, here are their individual takes on staying at home during this time and finding what, out what they like to do. In your time at home, what are some activities you do to keep sane? Um, I sleep when I can. I roam Netflix. Not a big TV person, so it got to be a movie for me to sit still and watch it. It got to be good. Um, I've been writing more, mm-hmm. which I used to write all the time, but I, I don't write in no way like I used to mm-hmm. now, but I'm trying to get back to that. So It sure does. Well, First off, I think I have made dinner about a thousand times this month. (laughs) These people in my house just love to eat. (laughs) And so it seems like every time I turn around, I'm making dinner. But um, I am lucky enough to be working from home. So that's been really nice. I'm able to, to get things done from home. In addition to working from home, of course, I'm watching all the Netflix I can stand. And I am cleaning up like a mad woman. You remember, I am a germaphobe. And so (laughs) so I am cleaning and cooking and playing with Fris and watching Netflix and and just enjoying my time at home. From listening to Miss Pemberton talk, all I could think about was the uh, Tyler Perry Medea Go to Jail play where Ella was sitting in the living room telling the girl, well, you got to cook, cook, and clean, clean, and wash everything. Smile and grin. Hand your man up in so he can write that check. Paying all your bills. And that's all I can think about. Those are the things I associate the people I talk to with. Movies and televisions and music. <laughs> but without further ado, also in quarantine, from buying houses to writing books, my next two clips are from two episodes that I had a really good time recording. Because I got a little bit of insight on two people I really don't talk to often, but I also like to see what they do as far as posting on Facebook and the things that they have accomplished. So also in quarantine, a lot of good things happen. Here is Shonica Royalty Porter and Sharonda Thomas Bullock. When you have a lot of time on your hands, I guess you can um, figure out some stuff that you probably don't make time for. Yeah. But um, 
I've been working. I work in the health field, so there's no quarantine. <laughs> at least I it. I'm at work. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, in between, which I'm actually writing a book. Um, a lot of people don't know, but I'm writing a book, and I'm oh, kind of like in the, the final drafting stages. Um, so I've been trying to work on that in the in-between time because there's not too many places you can actually go before mm-hmm. uh, everything start opening up. So I was working on that a lot. Uh, big life changes, I guess. <laughs> um, we actually purchased our first home. Um, so Ooh. that was, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it's amazing. Um, and so we were preparing for that, moving for, um, you know, packing for that. And then finally moving, we moved last, uh, Tuesday. Actually, we closed on Monday, moved Tuesday. So I've had that going on. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, also, we've had birthdays. All of my children have had quarantine birthdays. So <laughs> we've had that going on. <laughs> Um, my my niece graduated, so we did. We weren't able to. Um, they didn't have a, a full graduation, but they did have an outside type of ceremony, um, mm-hmm. where we got to take pictures and had fireworks. Whole deal it was cool. Um, also, so packing and on top of uh of starting grad school, um, to get my master's in higher education with focus mm-hmm. on student success, which I think that kind of, if you know me, like you do and, and my other students and that kind of fits, mm-hmm. fits it for me. Um, but also deciding to run for a school board in that okay. county. Yes. <laughs> with everything that was going on in 2020, everything bad, so to speak, um, I'm so happy to hear very good things. And that was pretty much the point of quarantine conversations to hear the good things that are currently going on during the pandemic and what people have found their passion to do, found some additional things that they would like to try, even if it is going for your master's or serving on the school board or writing a book or like she said, buying a house. <laughs> 2020 definitely did not stop the shine of many people um like myself i graduated i stated earlier that i graduated from east carolina university with a bachelor's in communications with a focus in public relations so i mean not all bad things happened in 2020 2020 i mean it was my graduation year and i'll always hold that near and dear to my heart but you know what the rest of it you know throw out the rest of the months all the bad stuff throw, throw it all out look at the good stuff in 2020 one of the many things that was pressed during 2020 was wearing a mask, washing your hands, and waiting six feet apart. And I talked to PetSmart groomer and friend of mine, Heather, and she was actually making masks. She made masks for a very good cause for her cousin's um, memorial foundation. And she decided she just wanted to make masks. And she's made many of them. She wears them. They're really cute. And here's Heather on making masks during the pandemic. I figured out I wanted to make face masks. So I tried my first one, and then I was like, okay, let me, let me try this. Let me see how this is going to work. So I did it, and then I tried a different one to begin with, mm-hmm. and then I was like, this is too big. And then I tried another one where I, like, found a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and just, like, it just jumped from there to where, like, people were, like, I posted something on Facebook, and then people were messaging me. Hey, can you make me some masks? And every <laughs> a pile goes down at where I'm like, okay, this is going to slow down a little bit. But no, mm-hmm. my pile's right back up where I got orders. So, also during 2020, I had the opportunity of working at Interbanks Media for an internship that sadly ended in March, you know, due to the pandemic. But I made some really good friends. I made some really good friends. Uh, that's where I met studio producer Ben Byram, and he quickly learned that. I knew nothing about sports. 
He learned that very quickly. And here's an example of me knowing absolutely nothing about sports. It's quite hilarious. But have you heard anything about Odell and why he was trending? No, not yet. No. Okay. Maybe. Isn't he? Yes. Isn't he the cover of Madden 21? Uh, I may be wrong. you're, You're way off. Absolutely okay. way off. Yeah. Lord, let me know. Inform me. <laughs> see, 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 Xavier, you're so innocent. You're so innocent because that is not why he's trending. See, that is a very sad example of I worked for a sports station and knew nothing about sports because I was real confident. Okay, I was real confident that I knew who Odell Beckham Jr. was and what Ben was getting ready to talk about. And I was clueless. <laughs> I was just as clueless as clueless could be. And it's quite sad. You know, but you know, everybody has their niche. Everything, everybody has that thing that they're good at. And sports for me ain't it. So I'll fake it till I make it in a sports conversation. I would say, oh, really? I'm one of those people who, in a sports conversation, will look at you and be like, uh huh. Yeah. Cool. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Oh, okay, great. So, but will I know what you're talking about? The world may never know. I know a little bit about sports, but not much. Speaking of sports, I mean, Spartan races, Spartan race. Everybody has seen American Ninja Warrior. Um, French of the show Heather. Once again, she does Spartan races, and she talks about in her interview about how the pandemic has affected doing Spartan races this year. I, I guess what could qualify as a Spartan race would be Amer- American Ninja Warrior, kind of uh, sort of. Let me just see. okay. So I've been doing Spartan since 2015. So this year, not doing the Spartan race at all this year is very, very weird and very, it's just out of my normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you could. Um, first started Spartan races. I had never heard of it. I was like, my friend wanted me to do one with her. I was like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. No problem. No problem whatsoever. Never heard of Spartan. I was like, it can't be that bad. Well, there's three races. Um, one's a sprint, which is about three to five miles. And then the supers eight to ten, and then the beast is twelve to fourteen miles. And then of course there's obstacles in between it. I talk to my grandma all the time, and she's not really big on fitness, but she she always got has to get her walk in, and mm-hmm. she swears to us. She's like, "Well, I walk seven to ten miles every morning." And we look at her and say, "Granted, my, my grandma's like sixty, so we look at her and we like, and and it kind of makes me feel bad because." I'm younger than her, a lot younger than her, which really that doesn't mean anything. But I look at her and I'm like, you is crazy for running seven to 10 miles every morning. That's the first thing you do. First thing I do in the morning is give me a bottle of water and just eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. First thing I do. I just, I don't think I've ever even attempted to try to run that amount of of miles. Obviously, I'm I'm not doing no t- running, no time soon, because that 8 to 10 miles, she got it. It's for the birds. But I do want to try a Spartan race, though. I really do. I feel like it'd be super fun. Or one of those like little obstacle course, or obstacle course races. I want to do one of those, too. I feel like they'd be super fun. My mom did one um, a couple of years back, and I was like, hey, I feel like I can do this. Even though I was out of breath just walking beside her, I was her little videographer, but... I was like, hey, I got this. No. But I do want to try one, though, just for, you know, just for the hell of it. Shits and giggles. Just to see what it's like. I also have a lot of teacher friends as far as people who I interview. And because, I mean, I keep in contact with some of my old high school teachers because they were truly mentors to me um, growing up. Because sometimes you can talk to teachers about things that you can't talk to your parents about. And 
that's what they're there for. They're there for the support. They're there to help you out, get you through this journey called life. And on the podcast, I do a whole lot of what I call teacher talk, where I talk to teachers about their points of views on different things. And I have lots of people that I know that are teachers. Here are some of my best teacher talk moments. Not only are teachers there to teach you about history, mathematics, science, or or whatever, but they're there to teach life. you about life. <laughs> and and it's always been interesting to me. I, I don't have the heart to be a teacher, and I know that. I got some teacher <laughs> friends. I ain't got the heart. <laughs> well, you gotta have a heart. You gotta have the patience. <laughs> I, I don't. So so, what's your favorite part about working at home? I can get dressed from the top up. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand that. And that's it. I mean, you know. I set up my Google Voice, um, and I actually set up um, an Instagram where they could text me via Google Voice, immediately get a response, or Mm. I would do... daily or every few days um just spending on the week announcements just on instagram and that was like it totally works so it was only for um for my class and i didn't follow anyone just so you know i don't want to yeah you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they should follow me and just see what was going on in class and i'll say hey today's tuesday you know let's do wednesday blah 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 here's some tips or or you know whatever just just to help along so um and and just staying making sure i was available and accessible was the most important Mm -hmm. thing i think um for my students Along with spending a lot of time inside the classroom, we've also spent a lot of time outside of the classroom, you know, spending time with family and, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, all of that. So here is a perspective as far as what's it like dealing with the relationship during quarantine? You know, spending time with that special someone is different now. It's like you're spending all your time with that special someone. So here's Aubrey on how quarantine has affected her relationship time together have y'all had a little bit more time to connect and talking that's about it yeah actually it's been yeah exactly like because we can't go out and do anything it's like we're always just like together (laughs) (laughs) like there's like nothing to do like there's nowhere to go so it's like it's just we're always like spending time together Uh, I think that's like with a lot of couples too it's like now it's like it could be like a double-edged sword too because it's like, dang, I've been around you every day for <laughs> the past month and a half. Like, like I'm proud of you. <laughs> I need some space, right. <laughs> but then it's like, you do get to spend more time with this person and like you do get to like put their company and like go um, different places. We did go to Virginia um, about a month or so ago, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't really like go anywhere. We went to the beach, um, like later in the day when no one was there or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, just being able to do like something like small like that, like just having, you know, just like you and somebody else, you can go and do something. Um, it just, it really, this time can either break, make or break your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just all depends on like what kind of, you know, what kind of person you guys are. And just, if you like being up underneath someone 24 seven or like, you know, so mm-hmm. it's been fine. <laughs> Along with spending time with that special someone, you also, during this time, are spending lots of time with your families. And that's what a lot of my guests did. They were quarantining with their families, their kids, their significant others, things like that. And they're just spending some really good quality family time together. I can honestly say that I have gotten closer with spending time with my mom and the kids, with her working from home, with them being home from school. 
and just spending time getting to know each other on a different level, you know, with the hustle and bustle of everything that is life and trying to be successful and raising kids and doing things like that. Sometimes you just miss those really good family moments. So here is how Sharana Thomas Book and Renisha Gonzalez are spending time with their individual families and how the oldies come back and makes those family moments just a little bit sweeter. What are some things you guys have been doing to keep occupy yourself in the house? We haven't really been doing much, but doing a, a, a lot of binge-watching shows. My daughter is hooked on binge-watching Disney+. Plus. Yes! She <laughs> all hyped because Moesha came back on, and I'm like, well, I've been seeing all that. You late trying to catch up with me. <laughs> it's new to that um, generation of children. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just wonderful to reconnect with our family and to sit down every night and, and dance to the Wii. Mm-hmm. You know, we game, we, we did Michael Jackson experience, you know, <laughs> just, you know, just, just enjoy and chill and connect and, and eat snacks and bake cookies. So yeah. it was a really, really good time. And it's, it's a make or break season, though, I tell you, because it could have been the other way, Lord. <laughs> like, it could, yeah. All right. Also, during these interviews, not only do I like to get very candid with my interviewee, we also like to walk down memory lane a little bit. We During quarantine conversations, I interviewed, like I said, a lot of mentors from high school. So you guys got to get a little sneak peek of what I was like during high school, which sometimes it wasn't pretty. So, <laughs> But we relive all the good times that we had while they were teaching and I was a student and we're just building that relationship with each other where, you know, teachers are to be trusted and are one of the many advisors that I've had throughout my entire life. So here are a couple of clips from what I was like during high school and some high school experiences that I've had with these people. Like you, you know me from prep. Then there, I was, I was busy. There was always something right. going, always doing something. Um, now that I'm older and I've graduated, I'm still the same way. Right. Like there's right. lots it's of things. Always you. you have an energy. That's <laughs> you. Like we, we know as the staff used to joke around. Like, hey, he's one of the teachers. He's on the staff. You know, he can just kind of do <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. You're a mover and shaker, but your energy is so good and so high. You know. And even though you're a chill person, I don't know, you're magical. That might be a little magic, a little Xavier <laughs> magic. <laughs> Thank but, you. Know, I don't, I'm not just saying that. And that's one of my New Year's resolution, guys. Um, Like she said, there, there was, I had this certain type of energy in high school. And I feel like I've lost that energy. And that's one of my goals for 2020 is to gain that energy back. Yes, I still do what I love. But, I mean, sometimes it feels like I'm doing it out of obligation and not because I actually enjoy doing it. So I'm definitely going to work on this year trying to, you know, find myself. And you guys are going to be along for the ride. I mean, anything and everything that kind of happens with me internally or in everything that kind of happens with me externally and how I feel about certain things will come out this um, upcoming year on the podcast because I want to get a little bit more personal. I feel like I'm not being personal enough. So, I mean, we, we are in for a year of growth to see i want i want to i want to have a year of growth and i want to kind of sort of document it here and just see how much i've grown from 2020 through 2021 to 2022 um and to just see how much i've actually grown as a human being and learning to love myself and other people and everything that comes with but here's some more clips as far as what memory lane was like for me my very first memory of her 
was one day you walked into the school and, and you had this purse and I looked at you and I said, Miss Gonzalez, oh, look at you carrying a MK bag. And you said, no, no, sir. I don't carry MK bags. I carry Michael Kors bags. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but I'm pretty sure I said it. It definitely sounds like something I would have said. <laughs> yes, that, that is my very first memory. When I think you and I think very first memory, that's what I that's what I came up with. Lord, not the MK bags. <laughs> yeah, you said I don't carry MK bags. I carry Michael Kors bags, the real ones. <laughs> Ain't no knockoffs over here. <laughs> I, you you know this? There's been a whole lot of days I walked in your room and said, "Pimps, I'm done. I did these people. I can't. I don't want to." Uh, Xavier, I don't want to. Person for me sometimes. <laughs> You were that person for me. Um, but you, it, it just, it takes having a support system. And, you know, I try mm-hmm. to tell my students that if you're the first person in your family that is trying to pursue higher education, then the people around you don't know what you're going through. And it's not that they love mm-hmm. you any less. They just don't understand. So be patient yeah. with them. Continue to do you, continue to to do what you need to do in order to make your life better. And I always give them the advice of remember that your cell phone is for your convenience and not the convenience of others. Your cell phone is for the convenience of you and not the convenience of others. I could have not said that any better myself. I could have not said that any better. She, She right. She right. She don't. Don't let these people who ain't been through what you've been through. You can have all the respect in the world for them, but don't let nobody stop your shine. Don't don't let nobody stop your shine. And and, and if you learn anything, anything at all from this podcast, th- let that be it. Just saying, just let that be it. I mean, we we all have our different tactics and things as far as how we deal with things, go through things. But at the end of each and every day, you only have to answer to yourself and God, and that's it. So, I mean, let us be great. And be great all on your own, if you have to. I mean, that is true. Ain't ain't nothing but the truth in it, because it that's just what it is. And, I mean, we have conversations like that here on the podcast, because, I mean, I need life advice. You cannot go through life without having mentors you cannot go through life without having like she said that support system because you sometimes you you need help and some people are not there to help you but it's just not their purpose to help you right then and there and that's it and and that's all it is what it is let's take a look at what miss shonica royalty porter have to say about her um school experience in going through college like, say if I, if I have a five-page paper and they give you two weeks to, to do the paper, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till 
I'm gonna wait to about three, four days for us to do and then pull right. it out my behind. But the craziest and thing is, is that I make the best grades that way. Right. Every time, every time I like try to do something every four, you know, every day until up to the end, it's booty. It's like it's not good. It's not right. It's, it's See, not the, good. I, and it's I thought I was the only person like that. No, like I I work good under pressure. Although we are not condoning anybody wait to the very last minute to type a paper do a project, you know. The use in college and school, but for some of us it works. I like I said, I've made some of my best grades with some last minute stuff. I mean, like this past semester, I wrote a two page paper in you know two days because I waited to the very last minute to do it. Made a ninety eight. All right, took my time. I was like, okay, I was stressed out. I'm stressed. Out. I don't want to be that stressed out no more. Trying to type a pe- type of paper and. The next paper, I said I was going to work on it gradually. So I worked on it gradually. Thought it was the best paper ever. Made a 78. Not a 78. Made an 87. Um, Said, we'll, we'll never do that again. <laughs> you know what? We're going to see the last minute because that's some of our best work. I mean, honestly. It doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me. Uh, Coming up next, the we get a little bit heavier. This year in 2020, as far as everything that was going on racial justice-wise, we obviously discussed it on the podcast um and i really wanted to end with this because it's such an important topic not only to me but to some of my guests um just you know looking for that equality for african americans with black lives matter movement and everything that was going on there with the protest and everything um and here are some thoughts from Aubrey and I really wanted to end on this like I said because it's it was very important and she hits on some really good points in this next clip um I think that it is very much needed um I think that um you know even the the protests are still going on right now Mm -hmm. even though there aren't being televised and there are on the news like they were in the beginning they're still happening so this is something that a lot of people want and a lot of people think that is necessary to have. Um, I feel as though, you know, even back then, like at the, in the civil rights movement, in that time, everyone was like, oh, it's unnecessary. We don't need it. You know, um, you're doing this for no reason. And like, look what kind of change came out of mm-hmm. that. So the fact that we can all come together again and have um, the kind of movement we're having is historical, I think. Um, and I also think that while it is an important movement to have the it's important to be clear about the meaning of it and it's clear um to understand the intention of why it's Mm -hmm. happening um because people of color in this country have not always had the fair shake that um others in the country have had and it's important to to recognize that you know i hate when people say you know i don't see color or i don't see you know everyone i don't care if you're purple blue yellow you know but it's like to me it's like no like i want you to see my black skin like i want you to 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 understand what me being black means in this Mm -hmm. country and like seeing it understanding it and then moving to change like the um inequalities that my people face mm-hmm. um even though you know we're not back in slavery times or jim crow but like there are you know systematic racisms still in this country um and it's just like the shooting um that 17 year old who went to the protest and shot and was shooting and vice president and the president are telling people that you know people do dumb stuff at 17 but you know 
uh, he's a kid, you know, the, your brain isn't developed until you're a certain age or whatever. But, you know, Tamir Rice was 12 and he was he had a toy mm-hmm. gun. He didn't kill anybody and he was killed. So, you know, it's just um, there are a lot of things that need to change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the language needs to change as well because there can be somebody, um, a white person who kid like like that seventeen year old who killed people. He was shooting at people, and you know he's a a good boy. He didn't mean to, but then you know younger kids are valued as thugs, mm-hmm. um, and they deserve to be killed, especially with like talking about police brutality like oh well, he should have just you know obeyed orders he should have just did this and it's like he was unarmed or whatever i also think that it is also important to realize that um black lives matter doesn't mean that only black mm-hmm. lives matter you know you always see like black um all lives can matter until black lives matter and that's yep. important um so, you know, a lot of people, I've been talking to people and someone said something to me along the lines of um, bl- people think that Black Lives Matter means, you know, they're against all of the races because that's what White Lives Matter means. You know, like the White Lives Matter movement, you know, the alt-right and all that is for like white power and white empowerment. And that's not necessarily what the Black Lives Matter movement means. It just means we want equality. Mm-hmm. We want the same rights and the same respects and, you know, that everyone else is, is afforded in this mm-hmm. country that we haven't been able to get. You know, even though in and, and the civil rights movement wasn't that long ago. People like to think that all this was hundreds of years ago. Like my grandmother is in her 50s. And she, you know, she was alive, not the king got shot, you know, she was chased by the KKK. So this isn't something that's been hundreds of years, you know, down the line. This is recent stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have movements like the matter movement and to talk about police brutality so we can keep moving in a positive direction. It's only ever to, you know, move into a positive direction. It's never to, you know, cause any you know strife between people or whatever it's just always so everyone can get their fair share of respect in this country so and to move in a positive direction it's never you know a bad thing to to learn and to to change your ways i think yeah during that in that a little three minute clip from aubrey um she she won't speak in nothing but the truth she won't speak in nothing but the truth because Everything she said was right on the money, right on mark. And like she said, Black Lives Matter doesn't mean all lives matter. But all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. And and that's just as simple as it is. A couple of days ago with everything that happened at the Capitol is a prime example of there are some serious racial inequalities in not only in the United States, but in the world but especially the United States, because that's where we live. And we have to deal with that. Once we accept that, deal with it, and move on, and just like she said, in a positive manner, then we can we can be on the road to building equality amongst all the races so that everybody is treated fair and equal. And with that being said, mic drop. I'm Xavier Johnson, and you're listening to a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I'll see you next week. Thank you.